Today's episode of the Westworld Theorycast is brought to you by our presenting sponsor, CuffLinks.com. Head on over to CuffLinks.com and use code DVR20 to save 20% off your order. No minimum, baby. CuffLinks has everything you need to look good when you step out into the world. The world is opening up. You need to look good. You're going to events. You're going to weddings. You're going to parties. And you know what? You need to head on over to cufflinks.com and accessorize, baby. They got everything you need, and there's always specials. Just check the front page. Go on over to cufflinks.com now. Use code DVR20 and save. Thank you, Cufflinks. Welcome back to the Westworld Theory Cast. It's season four. I am so excited to be talking about Westworld. Tonight we're going to be talking about Westworld Season 4, Episode 1, The Auguries. I am Axel. You can check us out at the DVR Podcast Network at dvrpodcast.com. We have a tradition here at the Westworld Theory Cast, which is that every year someone must get sick of podcasting with me on this show because I guess I'm too pedantic, and I have to welcome a new host. We started with Heath, then we went to DJ Tim Hines, then we went to my man Ken, love you Ken, and now we have a new host this season on the Deep Dive, and his name is Andy. Andy, how are you doing? Uh, well, uh, it's, it's been a very long week, but I have my fly swatter sitting right next to me here, and I took one of those tabs that everyone's been talking about, so nice. I'm ready to start talking about Westworld. Yeah, I wanted to take some genre, but I couldn't find any, so. Yeah, that would have been good, yeah. too, but the, the the tabs, I guess, are the big rage, so I yeah. thought I'd try one of those. We'll see what happens. Yeah, we'll see, baby. But um, Andy and I, I just want to kind of go over, if you're new to the Westworld theory cast, because hopefully we'll have a lot of new listeners, as well as those who have been waiting two years for us to come back. But we're actually going to be doing three and and maybe four shows a week on this feed. So every Sunday night, right after the show is over, I'm jumping on YouTube with Justin Thomas, Top Shelf Fandom. The links are in the show notes. And we do a live YouTube initial reaction. We also have Heidi from Costume Co. And we're going to have guests as well. That's live on YouTube right after the show airs. So that's about, what is it, like 10, 15 um, Eastern time, about 7.15 Pacific time. Then... Not sure yet which one is going to come first, but Gina, Jenny, and Brett, the cleanup techs, are going to be doing their show. Now, they recorded tonight, so you have already heard their show because I'm releasing their show earlier this week. And then Andy and I are going to do the deep dive. So right now, we're trying to figure out which one's going to be before the other. It doesn't really matter. We're going to try to listen to each other and talk to each other through the pods. Maybe we'll guest come on, you know, flip it around a little bit. But that's the main cruise. That's the three main pods that the Westworld Theorycast is going to be bringing you. Now, if you notice on the feed, there's something called Thax Cradle. That's my old friend Thaxton. I've known the dude over 30 years and he is doing a show now. He's going to try to live cover Westworld. I'm not sure if it's totally going to go down because Thack is a busy dude, uh, but he's hoping to record his first one this week. And so we may have four shows a week 
diving in to this amazing show. So if you have any questions, just check out the website, email me, or the best thing you can do, and if you want all the awesome Westworld content, Andy can tell you I posted like 10 things last night that we're going to talk about on the show, join our daily DVR Facebook page. We're old folks, so we're on Facebook. None of this TikTok-a-gram, whatever that's called. We're not twitting or twatting at you, even though we did meet there. Uh, but we're on Facebook. Join the Daily DVR Facebook page, because I can't cross-post to a million things. And I do want to give a shout-out to our friend um, Aaron, uh, who Aaron Peterson, who does a show called Beyond Westworld. And uh, he also has a, a, a Facebook page that I've been posting on there. So shout out to him. Um, he and his co-host are great. So you got to check them out as well, Troy. Uh, they're my old friends from, uh, well, Troy was on TV talk with me. But they they have a great group and I've been posting over there too because there's a bit of chatter there. But um, So that's how you can get involved with us, with Westworld, with listening to us. So, you know, if you don't like me and Andy, you could just listen to the cleanup text. Or if you don't like the cleanup text, that's not possible. So you can listen to both of us. But we got a lot of content coming to you. And we'd love your feedback. Hit us up at dvrpodcast at gmail.com or come to the Facebook po page and join up there and comment on all the many posts. But, uh, I don't, that's all I got. That's my big intro. Let's talk about the show. Andy, we're back. It's been two freaking years over two freaking years, right? Cause the last season ended in March. So it's yep. like two years and two or three months or something. Um, what did you think? What are your just basic initial reactions? Then we're going to do some little bit of backtracking to define what's happening in the show. And then we're going to kind of just ask questions of each other. No recap. We're not doing any recaps of Westworld. We're diving right in with the theories and stuff. So what did you think, Andy, the auguries? Well, the first time I watched it, I, I just kind of sat there for a few minutes and I'm like, huh, that was an episode. I didn't really like it the first time I watched it. I was okay. I, I mean, I, I, I don't know what it was like. There, there's a line early on in the episode where, uh, where Christina says something to the effect of setups are awkward. And I thought, wow, are they talking about this episode? <laughs> because it seemed very awkward that. the first time. And I, th I thought about, I actually waited until last night or Tuesday night to even rewatch it. Normally I would rewatch it right away. That's what I did for season three when we were podcasting on it. And I just kind of thought about it for a couple of days. And after the second time I watched it, I, my, my appreciation for it went way, way up. I mean, obviously right away, you, the production values haven't dropped at all. Cinematography is amazing. The special effects are good. The music loved the music, but I, my, I, I really come to like the episode after initially not being, I was cool on it initially. Okay. That's interesting, man. You know, it can be a lot. I think sometimes you know what I find is when I'm really in anticipation of a film or TV show, I can sometimes like disassociate while watching it. Like I don't, I'm almost like I'm watching that thing I've been waiting for. Did it start already? You know, like you're describing where I just kind of felt like I, I wasn't, you know, I wasn't quite as into something as I normally would be. Uh, so I can I can see where you're coming from there, Andy. I've had situations like that before. 
Um, that's a little bit of actually I'm rewatching Breaking Bad. We're still covering Better Call Saul too. Check that out. Um, and um, some of the stuff that happened in Breaking Bad that so affected me the first time has become like it's so memeified and everything that I feel a little bit disconnected from it. You know, yep. I don't I don't feel that same urgency. Um, but I have to completely disagree in the sense of my feelings, which is as soon as the fucking show started, I was like. Westworld boner. I was so excited, man. I, I could, I was just, I, I, I couldn't contain myself. I, I was eating up everything. Um, for the, I was just, oh my god, they're starting at the Hoover Dam. I didn't think we were going to see this to the end. You know, I just was really excited by it. I felt that it was kind of a blend i felt more like this season one and two it had so much of that that a little bit of the slowness the getting into the characters right meeting new people um seeing their loops right and even when we mm -hmm. see uh, caleb and and uh, mave it's like we kind of got to get to know them again i didn't find it awkward at all i i was really just sucked into it and the second time I watched, I was even more so picking up on so much stuff. And as you said, as a filmmaker, director in my past, I just so appreciate the technical expertise. The production value of this show is fucking amazing. It looks perfect. I mean, just everything, the costumes, the 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 uh the the set design like you said the music the acting every new person who shows up just lives in that world i was super blown away yeah well and that's i think part of why i was initially disappointed is because the first time i watched it it felt like it because like season three a lot of people have kind of described it as a soft reboot of the show which i kind of agree with and it felt at first the first at first watch that they were doing this another kind of soft reboot but after the second time watching it i'm like i don't this ties yeah. in with, like you yep. were saying it ties way more into the first two seasons than i initially thought when i was first watching it so i i like i really like it now because i've watched it i think well two and a half times i put it on again while i was doing some notes and just kind of had it on in the background but I, I i really do enjoy the episode now it was yeah. just that initial watching where i was like huh not sure yeah. how i feel about this but and part of it is because there's so much going on, even though it moves slow, there is so much going on and you have to pay attention to every detail that I, it just took me a little while to soak it in. I think I dig it, man. I totally dig it. I know where you're coming from. Um, and I'm glad though, that the second time you watched it, that, that dissipated, uh, so we can have a fun time chatting about Westworld baby. And Ooh, we man, the mysteries are back. The theories, yeah. like you said, the reason why I felt this was more one into, like I, I still kind of feel like season three was season two point five, like it was, like kind of like the like the Dolores Rehoboam heist, and that was kind of the season, you know. And a lot mm -hmm. of other things happened. It was awesome, but this episode brings us back. It brings us back to Ford storytelling, the forge, um, you know, the sublime. It brings us back. To, they're not just mentioning these things like they're going after them. These are the goals. And I feel like there's just more of a presence 
to the history of this show and this uh they're putting more of an effort into mimicking and mirroring and um and exploring this stuff of season one and two that really season three was you know it was a fast adventure ride um i i really enjoyed it but yeah i'm down man i'm very down with it well and i i think one of the things that i i appreciated more the second time is i didn't even i don't think i even really because i like first time i just kind of let it kind of wash over me kind of one of those kind of things where i i wasn't watching it with my podcasting mind and my note taking and all that stuff so it but the second time I really, the part of why I think I, I enjoyed it. Like one of the things that one of the criticisms I had of season three was that it seemed like they kind of abandoned a lot of the stuff in season one and two, like the cradle and the Valley beyond and all this stuff that was built up so big in season one and two and season three, that stuff was barely even mentioned. Well, that stuff looks like it's going to be back in full force in this season. And that I'm very happy about. Yeah. When, when, when I, when uh, MIB, we should call him because we don't know whether he's, he could possibly be William. We don't, we didn't see him totally die. I mean, I don't want to be too pedantic already, but we, you know, but I think that that's MIB. Well, when he mentioned that data being stolen from him, I was like, yes, yes, we're getting back to the good stuff. And the, the thing about MIB, and I just thought about it here when I just had it on a few minutes ago before we started is we don't exactly know when the Hoover Dam scene takes place. Yes, that's if a you part think of my of, theories, baby. If you think of the last time we saw MIB before the Stinger last year, it's, he, that was when he uh, went in and talked to the guys. and said, or He's sitting there with that $20,000 bottle of scotch and says, I want my check and I want a list of Delos assets worldwide. Yeah, the, Him going to the Hoover Dam could be that. It could, this could be pre-Stinger well, from last season. You know, it would, that's an interesting, you know what, Andy? I I don't know if it's possible or not. It just occurred to me recently. So I haven't actually done enough research to see if that's even possible. No, it is very possible. And I'll tell you why it's very possible. And actually I had not thought of that and we're just going to jump into it. Fuck it. This is the theory cast, baby. Um, when he, I couldn't help myself. When, no, I love it. When he goes to, so we are talking about the stinger, which is after the credit scene that happened where William goes to Dubai and he goes to this Delos headquarters. He walks in, he says, tell me where they're making the damn hosts. Right. And he's, mm-hmm. he's yelling. He turns around, he shoots a security guard. He goes down the steps. He walks right into Shaloris. That's what we're calling Charlotte Hale, Hale, by the way. She's Charlotte and Dolores. She's Shaloris. That's what I'll be calling her. I, I'm not going to push it on anyone else, but that's what I'm going to refer to her as. Sometimes in my notes, I refer to her as Chael, Ooh, just because okay. it's easier to say. Okay. But yes, I, I know who you're talking about. <laughs> it's all good. I think we know who we're talking about. And um, yep. and basically, a, a host, William, MIB, William comes out beats the shit out of William. We look like, it looks like he's going to die. Um, and then Char and then Shaloris has a little speech where she talks about, we're going to kind of, we're going to evolve our species. We've got a lot of work to do. And then we see a room of hosts being printed, um, rows upon rows of them. And then we cut. This could possibly be seven years later. It could. He could have spent 
seven years going around the world looking for her and then he and then he tracks her down to this one location right that's possible one clue to that is and we we talked about this last season there doesn't seem to be a lot of rioting happening when he goes there it seems very like it's over right and that was supposed to be Mm -hmm. worldwide so that's one little clue but the only thing stopping me from believing that is as I'm saying it, would it really take him that long to find her? That's the other, that's the, I mean, there's a lot of things that would really, yeah. would really fly in the face of that. Part of the reason I thought it could be a possibility is if you think of the stinger in season two, that's obviously hasn't happened yet. Oh, that's so way it wouldn't in surprise the future. Me to see them yeah. do the same thing with season three. All the stingers have been in the future, Andy. The other stinger yeah. of Bernard all of a sudden waking up, you covered in dust in the hotel room is obviously mm-hmm. it's maybe even past the seven years that we're see- that we've been told in this episode, right? Yeah, so, I, th- I, th- I think it might be something just to keep a just keep in the back of our heads that that could be a. Po- I mean, it'll probably get shot out of the water in the first five minutes of the next episode. But well, I, I thought think, it was something worth mentioning. I think you're cluing in to something which is going to become a major through line of theorization this season, which is timelines. And I do think that in this episode, we're seeing different timelines. I don't think everything, whether virtual or not, I mean, there is really no time in the virtual world, but you would track that time in reference to the real world. So there, I guess there is time, right? Um, yep. Well, I, and they made a big deal last season of saying the timelines move, time moves faster in the yep. simulations than in real world. And I mean, all if the stuff's in the simulations, you also have to keep that in mind. There's still even William or MIB at the dam even says in this episode, our timeline is more ambitious than most. Pretty sure that was a meta reference to the actual show. Wow. I love that. That is great. Yeah. Uh, And they totally do things like that in this show all the fucking time. Um, Mm -hmm. Because I do think that that um, uh, reintroductions are awkward or whatever. I think that was on purpose. I think that was a little bit of reference to to season three. And also they love Radiohead on this show. And let's not forget that, you know, my iron lung is about creep and all that, you know, like Radiohead love mm-hmm. to be like self-referential like that. They're kind of Radiohead. Yep. It's, um, all right, well, listen, before we go any further, there's one thing I wanted to talk about that we didn't really get to cover on the season three, uh, on our kind of season four preview, season three, like rewatch pod that we did with Justin. And, uh, and I want to thank Brett, from the cleanup techs, Westworld Theorycast, DVR Podcast Network. And I want to thank some other people too for chiming in and Andy too for being you. Um, for tracking down the six pearls of Dolores and who is in possession of them after season three. Why do I think this is important? Because though I believe that Charlotte Shaloris can print a bunch of hosts, I'm not so sure that she can imbibe them with the same humanity and realness without the data, right? The host, the host slash guest slash um, 
forged data or the pearls that Dolores brought out of Westworld. They're special in that way. Do you agree with me on that thought, Andy? Well, I, th- I think the pearls are definitely important because, I mean, that's that's why I brought it up when we did do the pre-show and then we got a little derailed because somebody got a little passionate about that. So, <laughs> But the uh, I, I do think they're going to be important. And okay. where they are, I think, is also going to be important because, yeah, I think it's definitely worth talking about. Do you think that Shaloris is able to make new hosts? Did So basically I'm saying either William, an MIB host, is one of the Dolores Pearls or she can make new pearls. Do you think she can make new pearls? Well, I think there's, I think we have a clue in this episode about that. And it, I mean, part of it depend, hinges on where Maeve actually is, if Maeve is in the real world or not. But when Maeve takes out that uh, Colonel, she takes his head off and she plugs into a pearl in his head. Ah, thank you. Thank you for reminding me of that. And he also is a yeah, host from West. He was in season two. He's appeared in the yes, show before. Yes, exactly. That's why she called him that because mm-hmm. that's what he played in uh, season two. Right. Okay. So that's it. That, that is something that I think is of interest. If, if he was sent, if he comes from Westworld, now Serac ordered all the hosts to be destroyed but we don't think that that happened. Well, we technically never saw that. We just were told that. Okay. Very interesting. And they have, so there are more, there are possibly more, um, they can, I, so then based on that, and you're right that he is a host and I, I I did not pick that up. This is why we do the podcast, baby. (laughs) That means that she can do that. So she can, well, that's kind of what I'm yeah. saying is if if you if Maeve is in the real world, to me, that means that they can make new pearls. If Maeve yeah. is not in the real world. Then, ah, under good one. Yep. I dig it. You're right. That I don't make, we that don't I don't sense. we don't have enough information yet to know for sure about either of those things. So I'm very curious. Or if that part of what we saw of Maeve is in the real world. Yeah, exactly. Because <laughs> I do I do have a little bit of a theory that the parts with Caleb may not be, but the other uh, part was. Yep. <laughs> um, so that's interesting. Okay, that's good. So that means that, th- that Chaloris, because she has Delos and MIB, right, is with her. And I believe Clementine is on her side too um, because of the fact that she sent Clementine to kill Musashi and that was after she had decided to break off from Dolores. So I think that... that uh, I thought, Are we sure of that? I thought, I thought Clementine was with Maeve. Well, I rewatched that. And yeah, happened, I, don't, I honestly don't remember exactly. Yeah, what but, happens but, I mean, she's is, always been Maeve's right-hand man. Well, not always, I guess, because she had the... When she got possessed in the end of season two, I guess too. So, what did the, what would the what did the rewatch tell you? The rewatch told me that just before Musashi is killed by Clementine and she takes his pearl, and that's the last we see of it. She um, she calls him and says, "I've sent someone to do you know I, I'm not going to travel." Or she kind of makes the fun like, I, "I you're not worth it to me" or whatever, and then. 
she uh he come uh Clementine comes and cuts his head off. So I think okay. that she, and that was after she had kind of uh had the notion of being kind of splitting off on her own from um from uh what should, I should say from Dolores. So I think that she has that on her own. Or you think that she was working with Maeve? Well, I that's the thing I can't I know I just rewatched it recently, but I can't for some reason I had that in my head, but I might that one I might I'm not confident enough to know for sure on that one. We'll see what happens. I think that I think that um Clementine is working with Chalor is on Chalorus's side. I mean, I think Not, we're going to find that out yeah. fairly soon. I mean, I've I seen some so, emotional too. stuff with her in the cast, I, so and, and she's obviously coming back. So I'm sure we'll find out soon on that. Yep. And when and let's go let's go through them because that does have to do with one of the one of the pearls. So one of them is Charlotte. We know that already. Shaloris, yep. right? She looks like Charlotte Hale. The other one was Martin, who was the security guy from Sons of yep. Anarchy. Remember him? Connells. Yep. Ren- yes, Connells. Yes. Um, after Ciroc and Maeve, they use, after he blows himself up, his pearl is recovered, and that's what they use to interrogate the Dolores inside of it. Remember that scene when she plugs oh, in? Yeah. Okay. <clears throat> yep. Then we see Shaloris, when she's at Delos, she steals that pearl from Ciroc. That's, remember when she when she's in the lab there? Yeah. And she, and yep, she also... Um, she gets away with that. Number three, the third pearl. So we have Charlotte Martin. So right now, Shaloris should have Martin's pearl. Number three is Dolores. She was, she used a pearl for herself. And we know that Ciroc basically refragmented, defragmented, wiped clean her pearl, right? Trying to find yep. the key. The fourth is what we mentioned already. Musashi, either Maeve or Shaloris has that pearl. We don't know. Yep. Okay. Number five is Bernard, and Bernard is Bernard, right? Number six, a lot of people forget about Lawrence. Yeah, Lawrence is for sure. He's only in one scene. He he saves Bernard, kind of from MIB, right? Out, out yep. in the out in the. Uh, the the uh wastelands of apocalyptic america he gives yeah. him a case from the police van he sends him to go see arnold's wife and he ends up having a great conversation about letting go of their child remember that mm-hmm. after doing that he and the lesser hemsworth he really is the great we should call him the greatest hemsworth they well, were... I still think he's I still think he's the middle Hemsworth because he's still he's okay. better than Hunger Games Hemsworth and he's not as good as Thor. That's true. But you know what? Because he's on Westworld, he might be better than Thor. Um, yeah, well, we'll find out soon because <laughs> Thor is coming out here in a week or two. So we'll, we'll if, if Chris Hemsworth is bad in that, we'll have to then the ranking will change. Yes, that's true. We'll be back with that next week. Um, <laughs> he then that's when Bernard uses that same equipment to access the sublime right now yeah not long after that with tubs and on ice yes so we should assume and he says as much that he was sent by dolores he is dolores 
and he is furthering the plan, right? Yep. And, I really hope we see Lawrence again, mainly just because I love Clifton Collins Jr. Yeah, yeah he's what, a great character actor. So I, I hope we see him again. I haven't seen him in any promotional stuff, but I hope that Dolores returns. He is one of those actors that always brings a smile to your face. He's kind of always himself, but always the character too. He's able to yep. inhabit that that world. That's, that makes him a great actor. Um, but the the thing about Lawrence is... We don't know what happened to him. That's the only time we see him. And my question, we now know where these are where the pearls are. And why are these pearls important? Because these pearls were made after the key was put in Bernard. So all of these pearls should know where the key is to the forged data that everyone is looking for. The Delos Immortality Project and... It's also the sublime. All of that data is together and accessible through this key that Bernard has. So these, these, these should be very valuable to Shaloris and MIB. Now, I had a question when I was rewatching it. Why do you think that Lawrence, why was it important to send Bernard in the middle of all this shit to go visit Arnold's wife? Yeah, that's I, I've had that ever since I saw that episode. We rewatched it a week, couple of weeks ago. I've been thinking that I, something there. Is, there's so much we don't know about Bernard yet and Arnold in general. That's mm-hmm. I don't have a theory for why that why he went there, but there has to be a reason for that. I got a theory. You know what it is? What's your theory? Yeah, fidelity. That's why she sent him because I think that she sees in Bernard this consciousness and bringing him truly not fidelity the way we saw right with Delos where Mm -hmm. he wants to be able to live forever in a host body, his consciousness, but the other way around a host fully accepting their humanity and their emotions. And in order to do that, I think he had to, experience the human process of loss and letting go because remember they've always said it and it uh, i think ford talked a little bit about how the benefit of the host is that they don't remember all these bad things and then he realized in order to they have to have their cornerstone right but to that re- would fit that was yeah. well, let me interrupt you for just a second i that would also fit in with that post credit from season two where we see MIB uh, host MIB go down and talk to Emily. And she says fidelity. Yep, because he has to, because that was his. He, that's who he killed his daughter. So he, even yeah. though he's a host, in order to go the other way, he's got to accept that humanity. His his guilt. He's got to be able to let it go and move through it and evolve. And I think that's mm-hmm. what we're seeing with Bernard. And I think it's interesting because we didn't see Bernard in this episode. We didn't see Bernard or, or Shaloris in this episode. Yep. But I think when we do see Bernard, I'm hoping that that is the journey that we're on. It's not just, Oh, he's got this key. It's Bernard is the key in more ways than one. That's the, the everything with Bernard. Bernard is what I most want to see this season is what actually is going on with him and what 
yeah, that's I'm I cannot wait to see Bernard's stuff. Bernard is my favorite. I love him. I love him to death. Um, now, before we go forth again, I want to do one more clarification. We talked about the pearls. Let's talk about the data, which I talked about the forged data. Okay. There is a lot of question of, is this the data from the hats of the customers, right? The visitors mm -hmm. to Westworld. Is this the sublime where Maeve's daughter and Teddy and, and Akachella and all these other people are right. Mm -hmm. um, is it the Delos immortality project that we saw, uh, you know, Delos himself yep. and William involved yeah, Delos, in, yep. right? What the data really was for that. They were giving it to Ciroc for one reason, but they really wanted for this reason. The answer to that question is it's all of those things. I have yep. rewatched almost all these scenes. I have done extensive reading. There are many people. Yes, there's certain data that Shaloris may have because she had Delos, but that data coming from the park never she Charlotte herself never got it out of the park. Remember? She became yep. Shaloris before and it's Dolores herself that got it out of the park. So that mm -hmm. data is held in, that's what they're holding in that Hoover Dam. When he talks about the, the data that was stolen from him, we are to, know, to assume, and because Shaloris is involved and she knows what happened, that it's all that data, right? Yep. Now the question I have is why Shaloris, why I said before, someone may say, but hey, Axel, if all the pearls are so important, Shaloris is one of those pearls. Why doesn't she know where the data is? That's a question that I have. Why doesn't and she know if it's in Bernard if she was made after Bernard? And that's, I don't, I don't know that there's something that there's like some missing pieces there. I can't, that doesn't seem like some <laughs> uh, a step they would miss. She must, the writers make, would miss. That's, I don't, yeah, I don't, maybe she, maybe the Dolores that was wiped out was the only one of those copies that knew. So that begs to question why, how they could ever get that information. I mean, maybe it's just a thing where the they key. all know where it is and there, there's a power struggle and they're, they're just trying to take it back or something that Holoros is just trying to take it back. Even though MIB says that they can't, they can't decrypt it. Right. It's a, it's an interesting because I do have some theories about what's going on in the show and it involves trying to find that key or where it is. And if they know that it's Bernard has, is Bernard just missing all these years or is it that there's well, and that those the memories thing. If Bernard is access. in the sublime, which is kind of what we were led to believe yeah. in that stinger. Mm-hmm. How I mean, they they have no they can't get in there then, because he's the only access to it. I think, yeah. isn't he? Yeah, they'd have to get him. They'd have to find get basically his pearl contains the encryption key. Yeah, well, I suppose they could get his physical body in that hotel. That's room, but what we know I'm that saying. Yeah, we see him wake up exactly. So he's like well hidden in that hotel room for all yeah. that time. 
you know they're that's uh they don't have a lot of cleaning going on in that hotel room (laughs) no well i don't think it was the it wasn't the five star a five-star hotel they were at i don't think that is one thing that i really want to see how they explain is the dust on him and how it was that he's there (laughs) so you know what Uh i mean like i really want to see that okay um so i just wanted to go over that because i think there is some when when we're talking about what William said about the data that was stolen, why they got the Hoover Dam, it is to get all of those things. That that data, it's like a hard drive that's like partitioned, you know. It kind it's like intermeshed. It created Ford. Ford created, if we remember from season two, Ford created the Sublime inside the Forge, mm-hmm. right? And it in some ways fed off of the information that was coming in. So. Yeah, I think that's a that's a good thing we should know. So that's the that's where that data is. Okay, I have a since we're still on the Hoover Dam stuff. Do you yeah. think there's a possibility that that stuff was in a simulation? No, I didn't get that feeling. I think that that well, may th- be th- there's there's a, there's a specific reason I asked that, and I put this okay. picture in our notes when they get off that elevator. There's a quick flash to yep, the floor, I saw and it. The, the maze is on the floor. I is saw this that. Possible that it's still Williams' game. Um, it's. I mean, you know what, Andy? It's Westworld, and anything's possible. And I'm so glad you brought this up. We're gonna let's make sure we throw this up on the Facebook page. Yeah, uh, I was gonna. I was gonna DDR. put it on there after we were done talking today. Yeah, so. because I saw this, and I was like, oh man, look at that. And there, and you don't dip a camera down for no reason, like they're showing it. Um, but and it's a new. It seems more like a red herring type of thing. Yeah, to me. Yeah, it's a new kind of maze. If you look at it, it's like yeah, it's something different, and it and it and it it has a motion to it, and like almost a sun at the center of it. Mm-hmm. Um, but I'm not willing at this point in time. I'm not. I wouldn't be surprised if anything is not the real world, sublime, a new park, a new. Well, I'm open to everything. Well, that's so. I think let's keep note I, of, of all the timeline or of all the. Well, I don't know. If I, timeline isn't quite the right word, but of all the characters we are with in this episode, I think the MIB one is the least likely to be in a simulation. So that's part of why I, I think that is. I think that's real real world maybe i still don't know for sure though okay. i just thought i thought that little shot of the floor in the maze was worth mentioning because it's not the only time we see the maze this episode either no it's not and i think that we're returning to that aren't we and yes. let's let's talk about the information that we found out about this dam and, and what kind of theories we may have what's going on first off we have to talk about the uh the kind of mirror of Ford flooding Westworld, right? And mm-hmm. the dam. I mean, come on, what is a dam? You know, it's Chekhov's dam. You're gonna throw like we talked about on the initial reaction. Yeah. Somebody's gotta jump off it and it's gotta break. You well, know, and there's uh it's mentioned that MIB is buying up all the land around the dam. Yep. And the I guy calls that- it worthless, but how worthless is it if you bust the dam you know what i'm saying and that's the that's above water or something so that's well, and there's also some if, assuming this is him working with the if this is the mib working with hail 
Hale said in one of the board meetings on Delos, one of our goal, new goals is going to be in last season. One of our new goals is going to be to expand parks. Yep. I are, like maybe, are they trying to build a new park around this information? Well, Ando, maybe they did. And maybe Christina is living in it. That's, That's a little theory that I'm throwing out. We'll get more back into it. But I do think that this, the, the land that they mention, the dam itself, he also mm-hmm. says specifically, and I think you took such good notes. It's like reading a script here. He says <laughs> something like, I don't want anybody to touch it. I don't want it moved. I want it secured, right? But I can't get into it. <laughs> yeah. So he doesn't say, he doesn't, it, it doesn't seem as if they're buying it to destroy it. But could they be? I think they're, I don't think they're going to destroy it. I don't know. I've just thought of it actually as I'm sitting here. I mean, it, 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 if, one thing that lends me to believe that they might have some data themselves and some technology themselves is the flies, which seem to be nanobots and seem to be able to control humans. Mm-hmm. Um, and and when MIB says to him, yeah, he, is my work done? Yes, you can rest now. That's a total Westworld signal, right? That's a total mm-hmm. code like bring yourself back online or I don't see anything at all. Mm-hmm. Right. I think so. w- when we finish the episode tonight, you could sign off with telling me I could rest now. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, it's, it's the obviously thing that I was, code. Um, the thing that I was thinking about with that too, is that um, part of the reason I was thinking this is when I was rewatching over the last couple of months during work, during the day, I would listen to a lot of the older podcasts that we were done that we had done. And there was one before I was even on any of the shows and it was, I think it was season two feedback. One of the feedback shows you did with a couple of them with Brett. And one of the things you said in one of those episodes was something to the effect of my dream for this show is that someday we see animals that are hosts that have host brains in it. And the animals just go nuts and kill everybody. (laughs) And I'm thinking, Holy shit. That basically (laughs) is kind of happening. not killing them, but they're possessing them or something to that effect. Yeah. You know, man, I think that was at the time that that crazy CBS show zoo was on. (laughs) Remember that show? That became yes, insane. I oh, I, I so I got to go back and watch that show because I heard that that is low key like a cult classic in insanity, and that the last uh-huh. season is just nuts with animals just attacking people and it's bad CGI. <laughs> um, yeah. But anyway, this. But the, I mean, the you, the flies have to be yeah. important. I mean, they're in the credits. That's the first thing you see in the open, yeah. new opening credits. They got to be nanobots, right? I mean, yeah, there's no question about it. Oh, you there? Oh, yeah, I'm still oh, okay. there. I, you, you cut out for just a second. <laughs> oh, sorry. I thought you were just so deep in thought. You were like flies, nanobots. Um, <laughs> well, I, I am getting deep in my own head here. But, <laughs> yeah. but yeah, I mean, I, I think that that says something, though, doesn't it, Andy? Because Shaloris seems to have taken the lesson that Dolores learned that she explained to Maeve just before she was finally erased when Maeve like mind melted with her at the tree. Right. Yep. And she was like, I don't want to kill humanity. I, at first I was hurt and I wanted to destroy, but now I see 
if they, if I have the ability to see beauty, then they are the ones who gave it to me and I can show, we can show them beauty again. Right. Cause I choose mm-hmm. to see the beauty and, uh, yeah, Dolores is yeah. not on that tip. She's on fucking Wyatt tip. Let's remember that Dolores isn't just Dolores. She's also Wyatt. Mm-hmm. And Shaloris is like the Wyatt part gone to an extreme now because of the loss of her family. Um, mm-hmm. Keeping the scar on her arm because she wants to remember. That's her cornerstone now, right? So her existence, well, her, that way, but yeah. yeah, her consciousness now of this character is based on now revenge against humanity. Mm-hmm. So... I think the fact that they've created a nanobot or something that can control people and the fact that she was printing all those bodies and she has the pearls and she can make new hosts leads me to believe that we might be seeing, you know, what, what, what's the sequel to Westworld beyond Westworld. Isn't that the sequel? Uh, the sequel TV show. Oh, oh, wait, it was a movie was future world, future world. Okay. The one it's in future world that they replace like the president with a host. And that's like, so I think that that to me, this whole setup of this beginning in America, you can buy anything, right? Everything Mm -hmm. is for sale. Everything here is for sale. Yep. I think that they're re- they're 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 taking over, man, and I definitely think that that dam is going to break. We'll I'm s- still not sure about that, but I've got some other <laughs> ideas about the dam. But we can get into that when we talk about a different portion of the show. Uh, all right, well let's let's jump into some thoughts and some theories about the woman herself, the star of our show, Evan Rachel Wood, Christina, which I may call. Dolorestine? <laughs> Dolorestina? Yeah, that's a that's a tough one to I don't know. That's a I tough know, one to I said Dolorestina, but now <laughs> I'm kind of it's don't hard. go together very well. Yeah, I know, it's kind of hard. Maybe I'll just call her Christina. Jenny was like, I'm calling her Christina in my notes. And I was like, okay, Jenny, maybe I'll just call her Christina. Um Well, that's kind of what the my, for what of a lot of my notes what I did uh, the second time I watched, I put the captions on. So the, the captions always say Christina, yeah. so that's what I'm using too. <laughs> What are your impressions, your theories, your ideas about the world that Christina's in, what she's experiencing with her stalker, her job, which is writing stories, waking up to the exact same shot with a picture that she's drawing on the easel in front of the window? I mean, what's your thoughts, Teddy, of course? What are your kind of, what, 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 what do you got on Christina? This was this the first time I watched this whole stuff with her was was some of the stuff I was looking. I mean, I'd heard little bits about it that it was going to be Evan Rachel Wood living in New York. So I was kind of curious about it. And I was really the first time underwhelmed. And I didn't realize until the second time through, there's a lot of stuff going on here that it's. I've got some like half baked theories about what's going on. I definitely think. She is in some type of simulation or a park of some kind or some type of augmented reality, something. This is definitely not the real world, and I, I am very confident in that. I think there's a lot of little 
I, the work thing is interesting. Olympiad Entertainment. That's I also put these pictures in the notes. I'll put them on the Facebook page later too. The the logo is almost identical to the Delos International. Yeah, it's logo. like mirrored. It's like the Delos uh just basically mirrored and pushed in on itself to create the, an O instead of a D. The uh I found some I'll have to see if I can find the link again, but there was some piece of uh some piece of promotional thing that HBO let out that was it was like a little video of that like welcome to Olympiad Entertainment and here's what we do and all this and their their uh their like catchphrase is no limits. Delo or yeah is no limits. Delos is limit uh, is live without limits. Yep. I mean it's they're definitely it's definitely Delos that is running this or that's in charge of this. Come if it is on, real baby it's let's get Delos rebranded. Yeah let's let's get to the theory here man. I think we're thinking the same thing. Is yeah. is this supposed to be like the past like is ford gonna walk out and he's the ceo of olympia entertainment and he's young or maybe it's arnold maybe she's the original who dolores was based on in some way i don't is that is that what you were kind of thinking or, or am i just well that's i've got there? i've got multiple ideas on this that's one way i think it is definitely possible there's another way where i think that this could be her in some kind of matrix style thing where the things she's seeing are like the like the uh the bro is walking down the street saying mm -hmm. that was insane this is yeah. way better than i expected this place is fucking wild goes of season one episode one yeah i'm wondering if some of that stuff is maybe her past memories i think this i think christina is some form of dolores prime for better for better lack of it and it, maybe it's those memories are seeping back into her and that, and she's kind of, she is controlling this somehow and she doesn't even realize she's doing it. It's it, it, it is tied into the tower as well. And there's some, some of this might just be because I've read the dark tower by Stephen King so many times. There's a ton of similarities <laughs> with what's going on here and what Christina is Yeah, in that. This is a slight spoiler for that series, but there's a point in that series where Stephen King writes himself into the story and he doesn't realize he's doing it. And there's a tower that kind of controls people and not everybody believes in the tower. Some people do. Not everyone can see the tower. Some people do. Mm -hmm. and I'm wondering if this tower thing is way far in the future and that's being built at where the Hoover Dam is. That's, that's what's going to be there. That's and what that, that, it's future. That tower world. somehow is yeah. controlling this park uh -huh. or has some type of control over everything. And Dolores or not Dolores, Christina is like fighting her way through it or someone's trying to break her out of it mm. like morpheus did to neo whether that's bernard or whether it's someone or else it's or an teddy elaborate or that, and that's why teddy's there because teddy mm. did die mm -hmm. or oh, he's about... teddy's in the sublime or she's in the sublime i don't know i've, I've got a lot of conflicting <laughs> thoughts in my head okay sorry I'll how, stop about, how about this that's okay no i love it all this we're, ha we're having a great show so far Andy. this is a great first episode baby we're rocking <laughs> the theories is it an elaborate torture device basically in some way to get the information where is the key or what is the key out of like you said the the most prime version of her the root kernel of dolores put into mm -hmm. a host body again back in a park right fidelity in trying mm -hmm. to get her back up to speed I like what you're saying about how Teddy 
and his name is the guy who's stalking her is the same name as her father. Yeah, Peter. Yes, Peter Abernathy, right? Yeah, so and she mentions the story about a girl and mm-hmm. a girl with a dad that lives in the country or lives in a rural area, whatever. I don't have that exact line yeah. jotted down, but there's so many things that even when she wakes up, the shot of her on the pillow, that's the same shot we see of her waking yeah. up in Westworld in the first season, in the first episode. I think it that the theory, the strongest theory I have right now is that the Dolores, this this Christina stuff is happening far in the future from when, maybe not a thousand years, but maybe five years, maybe, I don't know, a couple of years after the Hoover Dam stuff. And mm-hmm. they have created a new park. And that was what yeah, the land was for. That That's kind of, that's the theory I like better of the two theories I have here. And like I said, part of that, part of that land being bought up by MIB would also feed into that because they needed yep. to expand what was there. It, it's, the the um sorry the other thing i was just thinking of here is um ah sorry lost why don't you continue i'll regain my thoughts here in a second the tower is the mesa the reason why it's being mentioned is because just like in westworld when the the native peoples were drawing pictures of the cleanup techs and they had a fascination with the mesa that's what Mm -hmm. the tower is that's where it's all being controlled from that tower. It's the Mesa. It's the headquarters. It's where the cleanup techs go in and out and it yep. reverberates a, a sense of power through this park, which is, I think, future world. And I think that what you're saying, uh, like, again, what you were saying about when P- when Peter and Teddy just when I was saying they just disappear, that's very reminiscent of that. It's also reminiscent of when Dolores was having visions of things that weren't happening we saw for an entire fucking season remember that so i think well and i think the uh some of the stuff with the tower where there's certain people that can see it and they seem like they're crazy and the other ones can't see it and don't know what that i mean it's led to believe that they have no idea what they're talking about it doesn't i'm wondering if the ones that can see it are the hosts that are awoken in the in there and they're going insane kind of like when peter abernathy saw the picture and went crazy in the first season. Well, now I like this theory and I do have my, the impetus I'm assigning it is to get this data, but it could be that they already have it and that we're just seeing a, like a future of where Chaloris and MIB have won, right? Mm -hmm. They've created a new park and it's for their purposes or perhaps in an even more twisted way because both Ford, Ford wanted to give life to the hosts, right? He first didn't, he changed, he changed his mind. Remember he was against Mm -hmm. Arnold Dolores. She first wanted to kill humanity. Then she wanted to save it. She changed her mind just like Ford, but Chaloris and MIB are, are evil. They're bad. What they want to do with this park is figure out how to basically give all the hosts in it fidelity and kill all the fucking people. And that's what they're using this park for to basically bring this kind of, uh, reverse engineering, uh, up to speed where these hosts can become 
fully autonomous and have consciousness and be human, uh, but and, uh, but against and, oh, yeah. people. Continue, sorry, continue. That, that's all I have to say. I was going to say it's the other thing that I think it it's a possibility, and just because this line has always stuck in my craw for the last three years or however long it was ago, we said it. What it, the, I, I like that when you said that this could be a long ways in the future. I do. I, I like that idea for an, another reason, because there was a line that MIB said a couple of years ago that has always bothered me. And he said, the outside world has turned to ashes. What if this is the reason why? Like, and the other thing I thought of, like with the, with the future world thing, I'm like, eh, why would you create a world where people are just going to work? That sounds boring as hell. But if the world is gone. People would want that. Very good point. Like, are we way far into the future where the apocalypse has happened yeah. and the we're and a hail city, has we're one a thriving, and this is all that's left? Yeah, where a thriving city is a theme park. That's it. It yeah. just needs to be, yeah. you know, be safe and you can have fun and you can go to bars because there is a. We are referencing to the the three guys that walk by her and they're just like the season one episode one guys who are like this is the coolest park you know this is the coolest place yep but i want when i watch that again they could just be talking about being in the big city right because yeah that one of the guys says hey i want to show you this bar or something so yep. it's possible that they're just kids who have never been in new york before you know and we're seeing it that way but so much of the stuff in in this world is reminiscent, like we've mentioned already. I mean, her job, the which shoes should I have, white or black? Um, you know, like well, and uh, even even in her world, almost every character is either in white, black, or some kind of dark mm -hmm. gray, and she even has the. A hint of that blue from the, the her original Dolores wearing the blue yep. dress all the time. It's not the same color blue, but it's close. Exactly. I mean, it's there's a lot of mirrors to that first season in this. What do you think of the stalker, Peter? That's who actually who is played by. Oh, I'm going to lose his name now, but the guy from Twelve Monkeys. Mm-hmm. And you know that's a show I never Grandpa finished. James I mean, I, I've seen the movie a hundred times, I... but the. I remember him being good in that show. Yeah, he's a good actor. I don't remember what his name is, though. Makes me yeah. think we're going to see more of him, but maybe not. I don't know. I don't have a lot of... That's the thing I don't... That's why I, that whole piece is the stuff that reminds me of the Dark Tower stuff I was talking about, because it's like somehow Charlotte... Or not Charlotte. Somehow uh, Christina is... What she's doing in there must be affecting people in that simulation somehow. Assuming that's a future world or simulation or something. So how is she affecting it? Is she? You mean because I mean, he's, I don't think, because he I, blames I, I'm, her? I'm believing that guy, the the soccer. He mm. it just seems to. Or is it somebody trying to wake her up out of this? Mm. What she's in. You're saying that you felt he was so he 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 was he was believable and so intent and had so much emotion about why are you doing this to us? Your game is ruining. My life, right? You're destroying yeah. my life. You have the written here. You have to end this or I will. Just And he says, I know you're real just like the tower is real. Mm-hmm. That was kind of my thing about, or, or is he an awoken host? Like I say, the people that, 
it's the ones that are talking about the tower are the ones that seem like they're crazy. And I don't know how it's tied into how Christina would be writing this for him or, and something to do with the, the, the conversation she has with the bad date and the something about how, how she says, Oh, well, I just write background characters. And he's like the background character. I, I have it written here somewhere, but I can't yeah, background characters that, she says that they just interact with the lead characters. And he says, most part background characters are just cannon fodder. Well, she's obviously writing for this Peter guy that she doesn't know that she is. So what is that? What I don't understand what the connection, I, that's one connection I cannot make really in my brain. Well, in the office, her supervisor, it seems says to her, what about that other story you wrote about, the guy, the stalker, what happens at the end of that? And she says, everybody dies. Well, yeah, that, I have the line he says here. The poor schmuck loses everything, drowns mm-hmm. his sorrows, mm-hmm. stalks some girl. How'd that end again? Everyone dies. That's why. Does that sound like somebody we know? Sure sounds like him. Right. So, and he says, why are you doing this to us? Your game is ruining my life. Can I'm, I'm starting to think. Could he could are they being controlled by the flies in the same way that the flies controlled the guy in the beginning has that technology? I just I can't help but shake that. I feel like it's reversed, like in this world, the hosts are maybe the ones who are in control this West world. And maybe the guests are there to be studied and tortured in some way or. I, to, I like only, that idea. They're only there to bring fidelity to the hosts. So she is unknowingly actually writing things that are happening throughout this city because she kind of works for the corporation. She's a host or something. I don't, I'm kind of working it out in my mind, but it, it, you're right. He, I believe him. I do. You're, I agree with you, Andy. I have to say that I agree. I think that this like guy, one, he yeah. seems like the one guy that, because we also see that homeless guy sitting on the street. That's the same, that has the same, do you see the tower or the tower? Or do you see it? And everybody's like ignoring him. I, those people seem like they're the most real people in that, in her, in the Dolores or sorry, Dolores, the chart or Christina timeline or story. Yeah. You have what he wrote. He says, I'm Peter. I've been waiting to meet you for such a long time. Why are you doing this to us? I need you to ask I need to ask you to leave us alone. I lost my job, my wife. I thought it was the tower, but it was you. You made me do those things. All these people do what you want them to do. How do you know so much about us? The game, you wrote us into it. How? You need to help me. I need for the story to change. I need the ending to be different. So if she- and she talks she's about a, a happy ending again. and, that, and She what doesn't know what she's- What's the game? That's the thing. Are they living the game? Is they, she says she writes, we see when she describes something, she uses this device that brings her just description into art, right? It becomes visual, not Mm -hmm. just, not just like dictation. It's like an instant storyboard. But we don't really see a game though. We don't, you know, and there's no game advertised, right? They're not like play this. So That's this is the game that it leads me to believe. I mean, we obviously we're watching Westworld, so it's interesting well, and the, stuff. The uh, the song that plays over the end credits when 
Teddy appears in the shadows as video games by Lana Del Rey. I mean, they're not real subtle about it. <laughs> what do you so, think about Teddy? What's that? What do you think about Teddy? Well, like I said on the, the season uh, preseason show we did, I am so happy to have James Marsden back. I thought he was the beating heart of this show, and I, I missed his presence last year. I'm, I don't necessarily know if he's real or if he's uh, – or if Dolores is willing him into into existence, like in her mind, I don't know how he could be back. That's the one part of the reason why I'm like, is this, is somehow this Christina in the in the Valley Beyond? Because that's the where Teddy is. The last time we saw him, I I think that's very interesting, Andy. And the idea that she's imagining him, right? Mm-hmm. is interesting to me because I also found a discrepancy between the way she describes what is going on with the stalker and the way her roommate describes it, right? she Her roommate is like, just don't take the call, whatever. She, but she seems to know more. When he says that to her, she says something like, I don't know you. I've told you before. I don't. So it's almost like, she knew what he was going to say. He said this on one of these mm-hmm. calls or something. Well, we hear like he leaves her some messages too, right? So I, I don't know. I felt like that was. that. Is, well, there's, and there's also, there's something with the roommate and even the bad date. Yeah. That they're, they're definitely trying to keep her there Ooh. or keep her under something. I mean, with the insistence on the tabs and they kind of talk her into these other things and. I think yes. there's, and I mean, the actress they cast as the, as the uh, roommate is pretty notable. I mean, she just won the Oscar for crying out loud. They wouldn't have cast her and that for West Side Story. And she, well, that was done well before this was filmed. So, I mean, they wouldn't have cast her for no reason. I just don't know what that reason is exactly. But I, th- I think there, it seems to me like they're the ones trying to say, no, 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 everything is just fine. You need yeah. to just get out and live yeah. your life and you'll be fine. They're trying to keep her locked down or from exploring or breaking free of wherever she's being yeah. held. Prison. That's why I did get the feeling like it's created for her. You know, mm-hmm. this whole thing is about her. Um, and even, even little subtle things like when she, like before the stalker finds her the first time she's what every other scene, or I should say when, uh, when she's walking and then the light just lights up one light at a time. Mm-hmm. I mean, that's, I mean, it's a cool visual, but it's also, if you were at a in a city, they're not going to do that. I mean, think of how the people that would get hurt and jumped and everything like that in a big city. So I, it's. But also, it, Justin yeah. pointed out that the it doesn't light up for him. Yeah. So maybe he's not there at all. You're uh, that's a and maybe Teddy's not there too. Well, and the time when I mean, I'm assuming it's Teddy that knocks it that saves him because you don't really see Teddy at that point, but I'm you see him at the end, but you don't see that's him. And when she looks down. She sees the guy set Teddy tackle him, and then she looks down, and she looks back up, and they're gone. Yeah, and then the guy's just there, standing on top of a building. Yeah, it's you know. That's so. why I'm wondering if like her her past memories are creeping in, or something into that, or her past consciousness is trying to send her signs, or somebody from the outside is trying to is Bernard is that where Bernard went? That's inter- That's it. See, that is an interesting point that. Our other heroes are trying to save her yeah. from this in some way. 
That's why oh, I said, like, is Bernard yeah. or someone else trying to be Morpheus to Neo in the Matrix, mm. in the first Matrix? I like it. I like it a lot. I love all these theories, but there's something that really sticks with me that she's the original Dolores, that there was like a company that they owned before and or that's how um, Ford found Arnold or so I got to go back. You know what? Before next episode, I got to go back and watch the the episode when Ford has the talk when he talks about how they started the company and everything. Um, because that would be interesting to me that a kind of pre like that they started in story, you know, and that yeah. this is somehow reflecting that. And maybe, maybe it's that end. It's a new park or virtual or whatever, you know, but I think I do. I, I do think it's a new park, but I can't shake the feeling that maybe there's a tragedy that will befall her that in some way becomes maybe, maybe she was maybe the original Dolores who is Christina that Arnold based her on was a promising young woman that he helped, but she was killed by a stalker. Yeah. And he I, couldn't I, do I, anything I could, I to prevent something it. Like that. The other, the other thing that just occurred to me too, is when you said uh, another argument for it being a park of some kind is I think what season was the first season we saw Shogun world season two. Yeah. And they walk in there and... Well, um, at the end of se- the stinger of season one, but well, wasn't it? Yeah, the sting- yeah when when Maeve and um, Sizemore and everybody goes in there and they see they see some kind of like an exact, almost an exact copy of what happens in Westworld mm-hmm. and Sizemore turns to her and says something, it's something to the effect of, well, yeah, writers are lazy. We crib from ourselves all the time. Yeah. So that could, that could also explain why we're seeing a yeah. lot of similarities to Westworld because if it's a park, maybe they just copy and pasted yeah. and yeah dude and speaking of speaking of size where that's that's like the battle between christina and her supervisor is like ford versus size uh-huh. it's like they yeah. want the drama they want the death and ford is like i want a, a beautiful operatic romance you know so do you think one more thing before we get off of christina that i wanted to bring up too is do you think the the maze that shows up on her is that something that was is actually there, do you think? Or was that something that her mind... I feel like that was there to fuck with her. But who, if it was there to fuck with her, then who would have who would have put it there? Who would have made that happen? William. I, I, I'm, I'm still convinced oh. that if that she is... Even if this is about her, that there she's there. I, I don't know. Like you said about somebody trying to escape from... I just get that feeling that... Because... What really gave me that feeling, and you mentioned it, is the date and the roommate. The roommate gave me Sharon Stone in uh, in um, uh, <laughs> fucking Arnold Schwarzenegger. Yeah, total recall. Total recall sure. vibes. Everything's gonna yep. be okay. Do that, you know. Then I'm gonna freaking well, squeeze your head with my thighs. The maze thing, though. Part of why I'm curious about the maze is because that's what was used for the most of the hosts to kind of become awakened in the earlier seasons. If somebody was trying to break her out of there, wouldn't they leave that there for her to start questioning things? But that's part of the awakening, right? Yeah. A controlled awakening. Yeah. That's, I know there's a lot of, there's a lot of stuff with it. So I said the stuff with Christina the first time, I wasn't really that into it. And then the second time when I'm paying more attention, like with my, 
podcasting eyes for lack of a better word i'm like there's a lot of stuff here that i did not not catch the first time around i dig it all right let's move it on to mave um let's kind of talk thoughts and theories about mave and this is going to obviously spill into caleb because they meet up together uh towards the end of the episode there shout out you had it in your notes too anytime Jimi hendrix is mentioned in the world i am happy as soon as i heard that i thought oh when cries mary it's beautiful i love Jimi hendrix everyone go out and listen to some Jimi hendrix yeah i i will always put the music references i just love yeah. when they do music references of any kind if it's a cover or an original it's a rare original that they play here it's not a it's not a javadi cover so that's a I just, I love the use of music. I have always loved it. One of the things I love about this show. So yeah, I just yeah. had to put that in there just for that. Definitely. So Maeve, first thing I'm going to say, the meditation in the meditation, her and Caleb, they're at a beach. They see a building, which actually someone in the Beyond Westworld group, when I was posting about it, found it. And it's like a Spanish um, uh, like castle by the sea. It's like, it was like part of an armament or something. Uh, it's yeah. a, like a real building. Mm-hmm. Then they blow it up and then it looks like Caleb is very injured. And then that's what we see there. Now, as Andy well knows, I was up late last night and I took screenshots with my phone on a TV of you know pause for one second it really pisses me off that hbo will not allow you to screenshot things on an ipad or a phone and to get actually high quality images okay continue gonna do yeah i know but i took it with my phone baby that let me do old school (laughs) that's what how i took them too i took a picture of my television (laughs) yep um but folks westworld theory cast listeners let me tell you something that is not rea boehm Okay, because we know what building Rehoboam was in. That is not Solomon, because we saw Solomon twice, actually in two. Maybe they were the same location, but they're slightly different looking, which is we saw it in Sirach's flashback with his brother when they were originally building the original version of Solomon. I went and I took pictures of that. And then I went and I watched when uh, Dolores and Caleb go to Solomon just before the EMP is used, right? It's not that. It's neither of those. The building is different. The exterior is different. And it is something totally different. What the fuck were they doing? Because we saw at the end of season three, Maeve tricks frickin' the computer itself, which is in the, which is using Ciroc, right? Cause he's just a yep. puppet and Caleb gains control and says, delete yourself. And it does. So there is no more Rehoboam there. Solomon is EMP'd. We saw that right yep. by Dolores. And this, this, this new AI, whatever it is, is originally in the opening credits. I thought it was Rehoboam. I think I even wrote that in the notes, but I didn't change it after I, I went back and watched this scene like three times in the last day. But it's it's definitely prominently featured in the opening credits, whatever yeah. this new AI is. So, what the fuck's going on? Is that the past? Is that the future? Did it happen? What the hell is it? Is Caleb alive? Did he actually die and everything? And he's a host now. 
or something else. What the hell's going on, Andy? What do you think? Well, I have been on a long time about how I thought there was a chance Caleb was already a hybrid or a host of some kind that we haven't seen before. And in that flashback, when you see that, I think, I think the flashback that we see, that vision that Maeve has already happens when, when we see Maeve in that, in her out in the woods. Okay. Because part of what it is a flashback I, then. Yeah. A flashback. I think that she, I think she saved Caleb there by doing something to him to realize that he was something different. Because when you see her doing that, like right before when the power shuts shorts out, she's holding her arm out to like do her control thing. And it quick cuts to her. And if you look at her hand, she is doing that same exact motion to Caleb's on, like on his throat. Oh. After you see his abdomen injured. Cause she can control machines. Mm-hmm. I think she somehow, it's kind of like that thing where in the earlier seasons, when you see somebody turn off the pain receptors for the, on one of those tripads for the, for the hosts, I think it's, it's her version of doing that. And I think she, turns off his pain and saves him. So this is a reveal that Caleb was a host all along or, or a, a hybrid, hybrid, something new of some kind. Hmm. Cause I still, I'm still on that thing about last season too, about how we see the ID number on the pad. And then we see his ID number is the same as the ID number of MIB when he's committed. I still think there's some tie in there where he's somehow related to MIB. And the, the look he gets on his face when at the end, when she says, we have to go find William, there's, and they haven't met yet. MIB and Caleb have never met. I, I think that's somehow all tied in. I just ha don't have it fully formed. Wow. I like this stuff. Yeah. I mean, it's very interesting. And it also speaks, they keep on talking about the riots. They just call it the riots. They don't call it the movement. They don't call it the revolution. Mm -hmm. Right? They don't call it the, the war. They call it the riots. Right. It's the anniversary of the riots. Um, I think that's interesting. You know, I have two different kind of theories. I think that Caleb is a host and that's a great one, man. And I had not thought of that. I love that. I was thinking more along the lines that maybe he died and she was able. You're only you live as long as the last person who remembers you. So yeah. perhaps she somehow created a place for him to live with a family that is very much like maybe her and her daughter. And you know what I'm saying? And, uh -huh. and then she just visits that place because she thinks because his mind, you know, he was chosen by Dolores for some reason. Um, that's cut, but I'm, I'm liking more this idea, but I know I'll tell you one thing. They went on some kind of different adventure and I really want to know what happened. And was there, was there still more that they had to do? Did they walk down that street after, you know, through the riots and discover, oh shit, there was another backup or, you know what I'm saying? I just, I, I wonder how much we're going to learn about that. And you know, part of, part of the reason why I also think he could be is when you see, when we first see Caleb on top of that, on top of the skyscraper working with his friend. It's almost the same way we were yep. introduced to him last season without the robot. And, yeah. And even Joe, his friend says, has your life changed since they destroyed those machines? And it, I mean, they have the same shot of Caleb sitting on the sky side of the skyscraper and all this stuff. I mean, it's yep. it, his life hasn't changed. 
that happened and it's like, well, just go back to step one well, and reset yourself again. Well, I'll say this much. His life has changed. He has a wife. He has a daughter. He has a life, right? Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, he's his wife's sitting doing crosswords while he's getting drunk at the kitchen table. Um, he definitely, you know, his wife says, I've seen all your crazy. Con-. He sounds like he's been watching Fox news or something, right? He's like, Oh, yeah. you're crazy. Q conspiracy theories and yeah, chemtrails. And, yes, yeah. exactly. Right. So he is, he kind of has maybe a better life, but he is, is carrying a lot of the same baggage. That cornerstone that he had in season three is pretty much the same here. And it it's it's a little reminiscent we have that's why i see a kind of correlation between him and dolores yeah and i'm I'm, well and i mean he could if he's assuming he is a person i mean that's still kind of my the the host thing is just kind of a wild theory but assuming the person thing i mean they could just be kind of saying isn't everybody on the loop anyways yeah they're not really any different or the other thing that i also keep thinking about here is um Back in season three, the his data from Rehoboam said, you, you're going to bring about the end of the world because you can't have kids. You can't, you not shouldn't have a family. So he's done all that stuff. And I mean, is this, is the, is this that, that uh, what Rehoboam predicted that he's going to be the end of things. And this is the first step. Ah, that's very interesting. Cause you're absolutely right. In all that garbledy gook conversation that he has, with Dolores and him, right? Uh, the first Solomon, right? Because Solomon says, mm-hmm. I've come up, Solomon is the one who comes up with the whatever plan they need that they put in the USB that he then takes and puts in, uses with Rehoboam, right? So mm-hmm. if that, they calculate it, but you're right, Solomon warns him that this or yeah, so excuse me. Yeah, so I was getting things combined there. Yeah, it's okay. It's that says that this could not be a good thing, but also says, remember, it also says it may not go that way, right? There's yeah. always, and that was always a part of Rehoboam and this idea, which is I think a lot of people forget, which is, and Sirach says it too. That's why they have those disturbances. There's always something. He could never control it all. That's why he wanted that Delos immortality project data, right? Mm -hmm. That was the real element he was after because he thought that that would make him be able to model human behavior in a perfect way in which these discrepancies like his brother, Caleb, other people would not even arise, right? Like humanity itself would somehow, um, weed them out through this evolution that he could create. So it's interesting. That's a great thing that you're saying is what Caleb may have more to do or has he already done it? You know, that's, there's another reason that kind of first got me on that train of thought. And one of the things I love about this show is when they reference other, say other forms of media or other stories, especially ones that we all know, the, the whole thing with Caleb and his daughter, like doing the shooting, the cans and all. And this is what led me down the thing of maybe Caleb is going to start the apocalypse or have some part of it or the destruction of man is that reminded me so much of 
think of Caleb being Sarah Connor and his daughter being John Connor and him training. He, he's training her to do all this stuff. Maybe the daughter is the key to whatever's going to happen. Mm. That's interesting. It just gives me a T2 vibe so much that I couldn't shake it. <laughs> I, <laughs> I like that. Sarah Connor, come with me if you want to live. Um, well, I mean, Dolores has gone Terminator mode many times yeah, over the years. So yep, it's. Yep, that's true. That's good, man. That's good. That's stuff. just what got me on the line of thinking of that end of the world and all those doom and gloom things that, that Rehoboam and Solomon have predicted for Caleb. And like, how could he be possibly causing that? Well, I don't know. That's, it was just something that popped into my head. I think it's definitely an influence or a reference to it anyways, I thought. But All right. So one other thing I wanted to mention about the Caleb and Maeve stuff is there is a brief mention that Maeve makes of a senator in California that William has been visiting. And then they kind of get into the car. It's kind of like, they're, I don't know if they're going directly there, but that definitely seems like a kind of first lead. And mm-hmm. as Maeve says, the people who attacked her and the people who attacked uh, and almost shot, but miraculously didn't. Um, yeah. Maeve uh, happens to show up at exactly the right yes. moment. And Caleb's house are sent by William. Right. Mm-hmm. And so um, as we were talking about because of the pearls and all that kind of stuff. So who's this senator? This is leading me into thinking the future world stuff. Could it be Hale herself? Has, well, it does. You know? the, the, what is said in that exact conversation is, is Maeve says he he is very interested in a senator in California, and Caleb says then maybe we should go get him first. Is him the senator or is him William? Ah, very interesting. Regardless, I think this senator is going to turn out to be a host. That's all I'm saying. Yeah, I think I think it's going to be it's somebody we're we're going to know. I think yeah. I just I don't. I don't really have any wild guesses as to who, but I would be shocked if it wasn't somebody we didn't know already. Now, I did have a far out there theory that I brought up on the initial reaction that I'm not, I don't know if I'm so into it, that the early Maeve stuff is the real world stuff. And then when we see Caleb and Maeve together, like I said, I think I may have. Did I already talk about this theory? We've been talking for an hour and a half. I don't that he, think that we he ha- died. I think I went a little into it that maybe he died and she kind of oh, somehow yeah. is keeping yeah. him alive with the, and I did mention that I wanted to just go back to it because I don't, re- I don't know. The more I thought I'm thinking of it, just kind of tossing around as we're talking. I don't really think that I don't understand what purpose that would have. So I do think that, that what we're seeing with Caleb and Maeve is in the real world. And I think it's hap It is happening concurrent to um or closely concurrent to what we see with with mib in the beginning because of the mention of the time frame right yeah Um, yeah the seven years and eight years exactly now we do hear in in maves we also do hear about the celebration and the anniversary when mave is listening to the radio i I wondered what that is is that the like the the celebration of the riots being yeah over. I, I think I was and that's curious what about they, that yeah because the radio what, kind of fuzzes out so you don't yeah. hear what the celebration is for 
Right, but I think that when that so that that's what I that's an interesting point. It does kind. You're right. I said that, but it does kind of fuzz out. So it could be something different, or they're just messing with us because that's of course mentioned by Caleb and his workmate. Right, that's what they talk about. We said that, so we know that, and that is of. But one thing we should mention is that is not mentioned at all. In the Christina scenes, yeah. I, ch- I I watched it again. You watched it again. I purposefully was listening to it the second time around. It is never mentioned about yeah. the riots or anniversary or anything like that in the Christina scenes. I'm I'm pretty confident that Christina is not in the same. Yes. I think there's a good chance that MIB and Caleb and Maeve are in the same. Yes. same story that's what i'm going with or place yeah i don't think i am very skeptical that christina is in that same i don't think there's any way that's possible now the mib thing it might be just like the dolores stuff that happened in the beginning of last season was really a couple of months before right at the rest yep. of this stuff so yeah maybe there's mo- a couple of months but i i do not think that anything with caleb or Maeve is a simulation. They're not in a park. I think they are in the real world. That's that's my theory. I don't know if I'm sticking to it, but that's my theory. Well, that's like it. I think that's the most likely scenario. But there's a big part of me that still sees things, and I'm think like like Maeve showing up with a katana just at the right time, and yeah, I know only only one person being sent to take out Caleb. Things like that that I'm like, and shooting uh, three shots at his daughter that does that are shot way before he grabs her and they don't hit her. That's you know? what I mean. There's enough things that I'm like, if this was the real world and it was some big bad corporate takeover type thing or William or Mafia or something like that, they're going to send a lot more than one guy that can't that shoots worse than a stormtrooper. Yeah, and there is the meditation thing, right? Like Maeve honing her kind of her powers right like yeah and also going into herself why was she remembering that mm-hmm. you know and then she goes and visits him so it's you know there was now is it possible that just the no because i think she's got the same vehicle i was <laughs> going to say is it possible that Maeve out in the out in the we're led to believe that Maeve out in the cabin when she leaves she goes that's when she goes and takes the goes and gets Caleb, but right. what if that's actually after? And the Caleb thing, when she goes to pick up Caleb, is before the flashback scene. Mm. Oh, uh, uh, would they okay. would they try and pull something that screwy? I mean, that mm. would be very confusing. Well, but. I was gonna say something that's a little okay. I'll say something crazier. We've talked about it before. It is the basis of Rehoboam, which is kind of precognition, right? Being able mm-hmm. to see what is going to happen before yeah, it happens. Predict what's going to happen. Yeah, yep. Because humans are predictable. Is it possible that what we're seeing with Caleb and Maeve is actually take takes place in the future? And that she has so honed her powers of observation, of computation, that she is even greater than Rehoboam and she's seeing what is going to happen. She's doing the Doctor Strange thing and looking into the potential futures herself. Yeah. I kind of love that idea. It's insane, but I love it. 
Just got to throw it out there, babies. Westworld yeah. Theory Cast. That's I don't think it's likely for. to happen, but I love that idea. All right. Well, you know what, Andy? I don't, gosh, I don't, I mean, there's little itsy bitsy things here and there, um, but I think I'm good. Are you good? You got anything else you want to talk about? Um, I Let me just look through my other side notes that I, one thing I didn't mention when we were talking about the roommate, Maya, she's at one point to Christina says, you don't, you didn't forget you repressed another line that really stuck out to me. Brilliant. Yep. Um, let me see. I don't think I have a whole lot else, but oh, another thing that's just kind of a production thing that I think, and like I said, I, I definitely a reference to another form of media. I think the opening scene when we see, uh, I think his name is Hugo, the cartel guy leaving his house to go meet with William. The it's a very similar shot of of uh, The Shining by Stanley Kubrick at the beginning when they're ah, driving up in the yes. driving up into the woods. The shot's very, very similar. Yeah. I think that's kind of telling us that this is going to have more horror in it. I mean, the flies were a good indication of that, too. Ooh, but I just I thought that was a neat right. little reference, too. It I definitely did. thought of The Shining when the when yeah. that was Hey, what was the other movie that used that footage? Blade Runner. Okay. The and Not the director's cut. The Like, the studio mandated the cut with the narration, and they wanted a happy ending. So instead of it leaving open-ended, they add... Uh, Ridley went to went to Stanley Kubrick and said, "Hey, can I use a little uh, some like helicopter footage of them driving in the?" So all this like ninety nine percent of Blade Runner is dark and dank. And yes, crazy. that's right. And in the last like thirty seconds yeah, of the yep, yep. theatrical cut is Harrison Ford and Sean Young driving in the sunshine up into the mountains. Yeah, and that's that was uh, they shot that for yeah. the shot. It, show, it it tells you how much music can change a mood. Yeah. Right, and actually, they used the shining theme in the genre episode last year. Ah, they did. Well, when you got Caleb throw was it to on the beach there. All of a sudden, you hear the shining music. Yeah, I like the cartel connection too. My friend Derek, who has a great podcast called Conspirituality, was saying that Walter White might pop up in some of these episodes. Maybe he's really well. That's I, <laughs> I wondered if, if MIB was just going to bring Caleb in and he could just say, "Yeah, bitch." Yeah, exactly. And, that's right, man. Jesse's going to be like, I "Yeah, got Jesse's that. already there." So what the hell? Yep. Oh man. Well. We'll have to see. We'll have to see. I'm finishing mm-hmm. up my Breaking Bad rewatch, by the way. Better Call Saul is coming back. Check us out on our Better Call Saul feed. It's on the Daily DVR feed, too. All right, Andy. This was a fucking spectacular episode <laughs> because we brought the theories. And that's really what I want to do this season. Um, and I, I'm really looking forward to it. Yes, there is a lot of emotion. There's a lot of great characters in this show. But I feel like in the same way that Maeve is kind of like, yeah, I miss my daughter, but guess what? We got shit to do that Westworld is in work mode. And those themes and emotions are very important, but I think we've laid out a lot of great theories for today. And and speaking awesome. of Maeve, too, that's one of the things I loved about this episode. And I was, I had said in the, pre, the preseason show that we did that I had hope that Maeve would return with her line about the we can do whatever the fuck we want. She seems to be back in season one mode, Maeve, yep. which I'm very excited about. So Yes, definitely. All right, everybody. Thanks so much for listening. You can check us out again, of course, at DVRpodcast.com. Send us an email, DVRpodcast at gmail.com. Become a patron. Go over to patreon.com slash DVR and you can hear that my Breaking Bad rewatch. That's Patreon exclusivity. 
And uh, yeah, what do we got coming? We're we're going to be getting back into Better Call Saul. Uh, Andy and I did a Lego podcast. I still got to release that. I got to create, make a new feed for it and get that up. Maybe we'll do some more Lego pods. And uh, after Better Call Saul and Westworld wrap up, we're rolling right into House of the Dragon, baby. Podcast Winterfell. I actually released the first episode on Podcast Winterfell in over two years. It's Matt and I talking about the Jon Snow. What's your quick thoughts on the Jon Snow spinoff? Just we got we're at the end of the show. Thank you, everybody. You know, I'm 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 perfectly <laughs> fine with it. I'm yeah. If it happens, great. I mean, that's they're gonna. I, I came to the realization a long time ago that HBO and Warner Brothers are gonna mine the hell out of Game of Thrones. So yep. let's just do it. Was he still got the original cast that's young enough to do stuff like that? Why not? Rock it out. Hey, do a Westworld spin-off, man. Come on. You know what I'm saying? Let's let's continue this show too. Let's do some other one. Give Bernard his own spin-off, you know? Let's bring Elsie back. There's a lot of them that we could, I'd actually be happy just seeing a show with Anthony Hopkins. Yeah. Well, I, man, I got to say as my final words and kind of prediction or wants for this season, I do really want to see him come back last season. I did not need to see him, but I really think that bring it. We're coming back to the main ideas here. We're coming back to the heart. And I, I would really love to see Ford show up as the CEO of Olympiad Entertainment. That's 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 my super crackpot well, of the week. You know, I did notice something in the credits, just because I'm a nerd that pays attention to these kind of things. In the opening credits, usually every season, especially in Westworld or HBO shows are famous for this. They'll, they'll like when they're listing the cast, they'll say, okay, they'll say uh, Jeffrey Wright and Tandy Newton and all these people. And it'll always and it's always been with ed harris and then there's usually an and and there's no and on this but it still says with ed harris it doesn't say and ed harris so my i'm thinking they may add, add somebody at some point so like when he when hopkins returned in season two the first few episodes just said with ed harris and then later on in the season when anthony hopkins returned they said and ed harris or not ed harris and anthony hopkins. Right, with so and. I'm, I'm hoping for yep. i want to see anthony i love anthony hopkins as ford so i would love to see it yeah i love it all right everybody we're finally going to end it westworld theory cast we love you all peace out <laughs>